Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. It's time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. Okay, right now there are hundreds of angry truck drivers across Canada who are on the road putting the hammer down, heading to Ottawa as part of this, what they're calling a freedom convoy. They don't like this mandate. You must be vaccinated to cross the Canada-U.S. border. It looks like it probably all arrive in Ottawa at the end of the week. Do you think this puts pressure on Trudeau? None. Zero. Why do you say that? Because this is basically an anti-vax. They've been hijacked by the anti-vax movement. 90% of Canadians are vaccinated. 90% of the public is bought into this. Some people don't like the vaccine mandate. Ipsos has a poll out today. 62% of Canadians want further restrictions on the unvaccinated. So, no, they can honk their horns all they want uh, in the anti-vax uh, lobby, but the the Canadian Trucking Association has denounced this, saying this uh, what, no Canadian Trucking Alliance. The Trucking Alliance. Yeah. Uh, saying this is, uh, this is, and you have to figure if 90% of the population is vaccinated, one assumes that that large vaccination figure applies to truckers as well. So I think this is very much a an outlier group that uh, I don't see putting any pressure on Trudeau. Again, the Americans also have a vaccination mandate. So this is, you know, it doesn't really matter what, what Canada has to say about this. Yeah, I mean, if the Americans are going to say, look, you've got to come, you got to be vaccinated to come into into our yeah. country, then it's kind of a moot point. It, it's a moot point. I so, mean, again, you know. listening to some of the rhetoric, and they, they were hanging effigies on overpasses. Oh. This is very much the same as the anti-vaxxers we see occasionally on the front lawn of the BC legislature hanging effigies of political figures, public health doctors. Again, very tiny minority of the public. Let's listen to a bit uh, a report on this from Global News, and I'll get your thoughts. This is not just for the truckers. This is the backbone. They are they are the backbone of, our, of Canada and the Canadian and American good. Freedom! Freedom! Protests like these come as convoys across the country are heading to Ottawa to oppose a vaccine mandate, which requires truckers traveling back and forth across the U.S. border to be immunized against COVID-19. I think there's some uh, division among trucking lobby groups on this, oh, too. Sure because yeah. I mean, you mentioned Can- Canadian Trucking Alliance, which is a large national organization mm-hmm. for trucking, saying condemning these protests and saying, look, this is just going to drive, drive people further apart. This is not the way to work with government. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. But then I, I spoke to Dave Earl last week from the BC Trucking Association who pointed out, look, like he just actually made the same point you did. He said, look, 90% of the truckers are vaccinated, but 10% are not. So if you take 10% of the truckers who are crossing the border off the road, that's going to exacerbate your supply chain problem. So this is not a good thing to do, basically. Well, too bad. I mean, we, we got vaccination mandates in healthcare. Uh, some people have chosen... Uh, to walk away from their jobs and healthcare, but a number of people have got vaccinated after the mandate came sp- in. How do you spread COVID though if you're driving a truck? I mean, if you know, if you're just staying in your cab, your well, truck. I don't know. Are you staying in your cab all the time? Well, no, well. not necessarily. You're going into restaurants, you're going into whatever uh, truck stops. So yeah, it's very easy to spread COVID. But it's weird though how some restrictions are being scaled back and some are being increased and some are staying the same. I mean, last week Bonnie Henry said we're going to open up gyms and fitness centers again, mm-hmm. and also made a, a comment that got a lot of attention that you know we got to start learning to live with this thing. We're going to start managing it more like the flu. 
Well, it's interesting. She, a year ago, said we have to learn uh, learn to live with this thing. So that wasn't new. I mean, this, a lot of people don't pay attention necessarily to all these briefings, but that's been the public health sentiment for a long time. The virus is never going to disappear. Hopefully it turns into an endemic, which means it's like the flu. It comes in seasonally, affects a smaller segment of the population. But we're not there yet. So it's interesting. BC has um, uh, lifted a number of restrictions that are still in place in Ontario. You still can't go to gyms in Ontario until the end yeah. of the month, I think, is when yeah. they lift their their restrictions. The cases there continue to be significantly higher than in BC. But BC's moved to a different stage. And we'll see this this week You know, is going to be a critical week. Our hospitalization is going to continue to go up at an alarming rate, which is they did last week. Will the people in ICU continue to go up? Number of people on ventilators at the end of last week. 67 people in BC were on ventilators at the start of the week. 45 people were. So that's a significant increase in serious illness. Although I spoke to do- I spoke to a Lionsgate doctor this morning who works in the COVID ward there, who said he's feeling more optimistic that we're getting an uh, you know we're starting to see the end of yeah, this. Yeah, I heard that. No, I've, and I've I follow him on Twitter as well. He's yeah. uh, he and he has frontline experience here. Um, so yeah, he's talking about taking a March a spring break holiday, which is encouraging. So some people are reporting less pressure. But again, you couple that with um, continued high absentee rates. Yeah. Well, not absentee, they're sick. Frontline healthcare workers are sick. Um, it roughly double the rate before the pandemic because a lot of them have Omicron. Okay, let me ask you about uh, some local politics here. Surrey Mayor Doug McCallum, of course, he's facing that charge of public mischief after he said that woman drove over his mm-hmm. foot in a car uh, out where he was confronted some people signing a petition on the policing issue. So he's he's in court tomorrow, and that'll be a bit of a circus. This is going to be interesting. <laughs> we'll see what happens. So that's his first court appearance tomorrow. Usually, that's I don't know if there's a plea entered tomorrow. By yeah, the I'm not even sure he's going to be there. I mean, it's, yeah. perhaps it's just his lawyers there. But uh, yeah, this is the beginning of what could be a, a lengthy, time-consuming process. Yeah, and while but that's his going political on, opponents are going to pounce on this. Well, this is sure. the thing. While he's in trouble with that, his the sharks are circling here, and there are people putting their hand up saying, "I want to be the Surrey mayor." <laughs> get rid of McCall, including Liberal MP Souk Dollywall. Here he is speaking to Global News. There's no secrets about people approaching me to run, and there are no secrets that I'm thinking to run for the mayor of Surrey. Okay, no secrets. Souk Dollywall. Putting his hat in the ring, it almost sounded like he was declaring he's going for it. Well, as you say, the sharks are out there. I mean, they yeah. um, they sent uh, blood in the water here. Was he got a wounded mayor yeah. uh, who was not elected? With I mean, there was a low turnout, if you recall, in the last election. He really got a small. He got was able to get in through a, a splitting the vote, small turnout. So he's very vulnerable. Yes, but yeah. uh, he's still the mayor, and he has a higher profile than anyone else. But Dollywell certainly brings some profile as well. Okay, and here and this is a guy who got rung up in some charges yeah. of his own. Uh, he pleaded guilty to uh, tax, evasion tax evasion a few years ago. Doesn't seem to have hurt him. No, and it's unclear Much. whether uh, McCallum's brush with the law is going to hurt him either. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Okay, we continue to follow that closely. Doug McCallum in court yesterday, or tomorrow, that is. Um, speaking of blood in the water, so Boris Johnson, we've been following the saga mm-hmm. of the uh, the British Prime Minister. Critical week here on the Partygate scandal there in the UK. Yeah, the British press is speculating this could be it. This could be his his final week. On the other hand, 
the other little... Uh, Why would this be his final week? Well, they expect um, that report into the whole culture of 10 Downing Street and the parties might yeah. be out this week as yeah. early as Wednesday. Okay. And that might be enough to trigger a vote. You know, they need 52 MPs, I think, to, or 54. 52 cons uh, members of his own party, yeah, the conservative have to, party. have to sign letters, and that yeah. would trigger trigger a leadership vote. So the numbers seem to be mounting. The uh, wild card here, though, is what's going on in the Ukraine. When if suddenly Ukraine, the Ukraine flares up into a, an actual war, that may turn sentiment considerably in terms of public opinion and his own caucus in terms of whether or not they suddenly unify because of uh, what's going on. Oh, okay. So you mean if there's a war, this is not the time to put exactly. the knives into the prime minister. Exactly. So that may be an ironic saving grace for him. Okay. We're continuing to follow that one closely. It'll be interesting to see what happens with that one this week for sure. All right. Welcome back. It's Baldry's Beat. Phone lines are open, 604-280-9898 is the number. Star 9898 on your cell. Tina in Kelowna. Hi, Tina. Hi. Hi. Go ahead. Um, I just want to say I have the utmost respect, and I'm so happy for the truckers. I think that they're unifying all of Canada. Um, they're fighting not just for the mandate against them, but against all Canadians um, to stop the passport stop division and just bring us all together again it just my heart is just so full today okay tina thank you for that well again ipsos poll out today more than 60 percent of people want further restrictions on unvaccinated people 50 you still think there's large support for vaccine passports and vaccine mandates i wouldn't say large support but i think there's definitely a majority support yeah. like every poll i've seen last three or four polls 70 to 80 percent at one point we're having backing back vaccine mandates you don't see any pushback to vaccine passports for restaurants that's sort of died on the vine people not yeah. you got you got millions of, of british columbians have vaccine passports yeah so again, when you've got ninety percent of the people uh, vaccinated, ninety percent of the people with vaccination cards, where's the evidence that people don't back vaccines? So again, the um, this is a tiny lobby, I think, uh, manipulated by the anti-vax uh, movement, which has sort of combined that trucker protest with their own message. Every time oh, I, I hear the word freedom rally, that's code for anti-vax. Okay. I mean that would be that would sound like a very small segment of the population taking a, a sort of a, a fringe maybe a fringe position you could you could possibly argue but you've got the federal conservatives are backing these truckers yeah and you know, Aaron O'Toole has been criticized heavily criticized for giving into the anti-vax lobby uh, and again being obtuse in his uh, view again when you got the vast majority of the public are not of that position why would a political party embrace that position. Well, I guess they would embrace it because of the threats to the supply chain, especially for cross-border truck traffic well, we'll going see. across the we'll, border. We'll see if 90% of the truckers are still working. I mean, you've got, you've got high absentee in all sorts of the work, workforce right now. I mean, you've got more than 10% of the healthcare staff are off. Yeah. You've got 10% of the media staff are off. I mean, this Omicron is infecting a lot of people. So the truckers are not in this unique position of suddenly disrupting the entire supply chain because 10% of the workforce is off. 10% of the people stocking shelves is off, are, are yeah. off work. That's another reason why you see a shortage of goods. Okay. 604-280-9898 is the number to call. Star 9898 on your cell. Debbie in Coquitlam. Hi, Debbie. Go ahead. Oh, hi. Good morning. Thanks so much for taking my call. Sure. I, I think that the gentlemen that are doing this trucking thing are just a bunch of nitwits because... The Americans have instituted their own policy that you can't go into their country unless mm -hmm. you've been vaccinated, and they're doing that yeah. between here and Mexico as well. So it's it's just a moot point, and 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 the parade looks silly. 
but thank you very much for taking my call. Okay. Yeah, Debbie, you're right. I mean, it is a moot point. I mean, if the Americans, border works, you know, it's a two-way border. If one side has a rule, uh, it's going to affect everyone crossing that, that uh, border. So it doesn't really matter what the Trudeau government's position is. The Biden administration's position uh, is key. Yeah, and if, yeah, so if the Americans shut the border down to unvaccinated truckers, you know, it doesn't really matter either way. As, as she pointed out, it's the same on the southern border in the United States, yeah. too, with Mexico. So it's not just Canada that's been singled out on it. Uh, Norm and Duncan. Hi, Norm. Go ahead. Hi. Just a uh, comment that I think that there should be mandated that any merchant or business that has unmasked, unvaccinated people that you're dealing with, they ought to be law that they post that information on the door before you walk in, that you're walking into a situation where you're unmasked, unvaccinated, and you're susceptible yourself to problems. Okay, well... Yeah, I don't think we're going to get to that point. Um, private businesses are really left up to them to how to manage their own their own business. Subject to some... There's going to be some rules. I mean, we're... You know, it's interesting. Save on Foods has now instituted a capacity limit. Uh, you go back a few months ago. Remember, we all had to line up before we went into a store. And, no. you know, uh, there were only a certain number of people out in. So they say they're going to go back to that. Others aren't. Um, but Bonnie Henry said every business has to sort of dust off that, that safety plan and bring that back in. Um, but again, I haven't seen the, the one-way shopping aisles or uh, reinstituted in some of the places I shop. Well, a good example of private businesses that are impacted by something like this is restaurants, right? Where you have to show proof of your, you have to show your vaccine mm -hmm. passport to go into a restaurant, but you don't have to be vaccinated to work in a restaurant. Right. Now, some restaurants and pubs and bars have brought in their yep. own vaccine Condition policy of employment. for their staff. Yes, yep. some have done that. Yep. And, oh, yeah. and a number of people, I've known, walk up and down Government Street, you're going to see a lot of businesses there, I know, uh, having dealt with them for years, have that requirement for their staff. If you want to work there, you've got to be vaccinated. 604-280-9898 is the number to call. Star 9898 on your cell. Matt on Salt Spring Island. Hi, Matt. Hi, I'm just wondering if you guys have a copy of the Charter of Rights and Freedoms and if you've read Section 6. I am not an anti-vaxxer. I believe in vaccines, but I also believe in the rule of law and Canada is a country of laws. The only way that charter rights can be suspended is because of sedition. And uh, I'm afraid all of these COVID restrictions violate the charter in one way or the other. And when it gets to the Supreme Court, they're going to all be overturned. Thanks for thank you for yeah, the call. There are a number of court challenges to vaccine mandates across the country, um, no question, uh, brought by either uh, employees or other representatives who uh, don't like the vaccination mandates. And the caller's right. I mean, there is there are court challenges, and it'll be interesting if they get to the Supreme Court and what the ruling would be. Most experts, though, have said they anticipate if this does get yep. in front of a judge on a constitutional challenge, the judge is going to point to a public health order, exactly, and saying that a, a, a pandemic and a public health emergency emergency overrides uh, any charter rights yeah. you might have. Remember that personal freedoms guaranteed in the charter are not like absolute. There no. are reasonable overrides. Like, you know, the classic one is, um, you know, I have the right to swing my fist in the air and that only goes as far as the end of your nose, mm -hmm. right? As soon as I punch you, then that my right to swing my fist around <laughs> in the air is, is over. Exactly. So there, 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 are, there are limits, limits on your rights. We have hate speech uh, laws in this country. Uh, yeah. You don't have an absolute right to free speech, for example. There are libel laws. There are hate speech laws. Uh, so, again, there's checks and balances all along, and public health orders 
are an extraordinary situation, which you don't usually have a lot of experience with. And you're right. Every legal opinion I've seen would yeah. back the vaccine mandates. I think so, too. Thank you, Keith. All right. Talk All right, Keith.